so, Dax, I hope you had a wonderful uh, Christmas time and New Year's. We're past it now. We I'm are. Glad. We're New Year. We're in the New Year. It's new, new us, New Year. You know, new, new, new us. We're gonna be <laughs> better reviews. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. We. <laughs> <laughs> if anything every year we lose le- uh more brain cells i feel gain like new ones see i feel like i'm getting dumber as i get older but maybe i've always been this dumb but i just don't i have i didn't realize it when i was younger because i was too like egotistical mm-hmm. or whatever you know i don't know or maybe you realize that just everyone's dumb and so are you <laughs> that's probably a bit of both honestly <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I got a lot of time with the family this uh, okay. over the holidays, and um, mm-hmm. one of one of my favorite things that that we do with my family is every year we buy like some kind of family board game we can all play with each other. Okay, sure. So like uh, we're doing like a white elephant, and the, mm-hmm. my uncle's family got us this really stupid little game where it's like this like plastic pig that you can like squish, and when you squish his belly. He makes a noise, um, and like he makes like a noise. It's like do 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 do. Like it's like a little song, like hell? a Jack in the Box, and basically okay. like it's like hot potato. So you pass it oh, from. So you just like toss him, and you don't want to be the one when it stops. Yeah, like he'll fart. Okay, and like oh, okay. <laughs> that's the ending of his little song. Then you don't you don't want to get farted on. Okay, you don't want to get farted on. Okay. Yeah. So then we were we were remarking how creepy it sounds. Um, mm-hmm. and so then my dad goes, oh my God, Brad, you and Dex could write a horror movie about this little pig. <laughs> <laughs> this about little the pig? Thing. Yeah. About the little pig guy. So then he, <laughs> so then my dad on the flight came up with this and he was like semi sincere, oh. semi joking. He came he up with this. Us. Yeah. He came up with this like whole movie idea where he's like. Oh, and it's it's like that one movie where the people have sex with each other and then that thing follows them. It follows yeah. them with a pig? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but you have to have sex with each other to get, and the pig will come after who, the last person who had sex with it. So it's like coming up with this whole mythology <laughs> where you, you know the pig is there because you hear his little song and then you see him come after you. And then he was like... <laughs> so now I was helping him develop this idea. Uh, okay. like, on the fly at the dinner table it, it, it was right. it was just it was the funniest thing I've ever heard and my dad was so, so like passionate about it too that made it so that's funny awesome. so it's just it follows but you replace the, the monster with a pig that farts <laughs> yes. and he has a terror radius yes <laughs> that was his whole idea and I was like okay. you can't have a whole movie where it's just a pig chasing people the whole time and he's like, well, why not? Halloween did it. And I was like, well, <laughs> that's kind of true. The original Halloween is that. <laughs> that you got me there. <laughs> yeah, you got Just that. replace Michael Myers with a little farting pig. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I wish I, I wish I could show people it because it, it is the pig. It actually looks very creepy. It looks like something from Courage the Cowardly okay. Dog, like the, oh, a villain okay. that he would fight. Gotcha. Like he S- looks- send me a picture later. Yeah, I know. I I, I will, and then um, I'll yeah, maybe I'll record the noise or something and put it in. 
Because it, it is actually a very creepy noise. And I don't know who the fuck made that toy, <laughs> but they had to have been trying to make it creepy. Like, there's no way that they were not doing that. <laughs> That's awesome. I never um, expect a little pig to be scary. Yeah, it was. it's unsettling. It's just, it's like Uncanny Valley shit. <laughs> well, I love that um, you're, you're um, like, spreading onto your dad. The, the ability to write... <laughs> scripts on the fly yeah i think it's because my dad is like uh he's trying to connect with me that's really what it oh, is that's wholesome. so he's like um talking about things that would interest me you know because we're, we're oh. a very sports oriented family and i'm not a very and you are not very sport oriented <laughs> no not at all my parents tried for years did not work didn't really yeah, like it you were the black sheep huh i was the, i was the edgy guy of the family you know yeah. So I mean, it's fun. I, I my I like my we all like the pretty much what my family socializes on is ragging on each other. Okay. So it's like we all just cuz we like each other. If I'm making yeah. fun of you, that's how you know I like you. So, I mean, you know, that's just how we do it. So we make fun of my dad. My dad watches the weirdest movies, he comes up with the oh, weirdest ideas, but you know, it's all in good fun. <laughs> hey, I like that uh that little pig idea. We should pitch it to A24. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was like, this could be a million dollar idea, Brad, if you write this movie. <laughs> that's what he was saying. <laughs> hey, guys. So imagine it follows, but it's a little pig. Yes. <laughs> you know that pig from Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> oh, wait. Now imagine if he sang a little song. <laughs> I forgot. No, it was weird because it wasn't. You have to have sex with the pig to get him oh, to stop killing wait, you. Oh, you have to have sex with the pig yeah you don't have to have sex with each other you have to have sex with the pig that's what my brother and i were like what why would you have one have sex? <laughs> why, why would you what situation you? <laughs> would arise where you would have sex with that pig i don't know <laughs> if anything i go out of my way to not have sex with a pig yeah no seriously well if he was gonna kill you i mean what you have oh, sex with him or so get like, killed so wait, so basically this pig comes up to you, knife to your throat. He's like, "You're gonna fuck me right now, or I'll kill you." I but then when you have, but then when you have sex with him, he's like chained to you, like he has to chase you down and kill you, anyways. I think so. No, no, no. I think, I think he was saying that having sex with him will get him to not kill you. Oh, so it's just a little rapist pig. Yes. <laughs> Okay, this changes things. <laughs> Somehow the pig is now worse. <laughs> yes, the pig is a very, very re reprehensible person. Um, man. He, okay. Yeah, I also had to clarify with him, too. This is not a man in a pig suit. It is just a giant, is, like, is humanoid pig. A humanoid pig. <laughs> For <Okay>. some reason. <laughs> so it's like if, like, a BoJack Horseman-type animal, like a pig, was, like, 3D. Yes, yeah, almost okay. exactly like that, actually. <laughs> and then he sings a little song, too. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. It is Hell awesome. Yeah. It's you just need to, great. You need to just get your dad behind, uh, like, a, a computer, like a script, script writing software, and just like, all right, <laughs> give us your ideas. Yeah, right? <laughs> My dad's got some gold. He would entertain the, like, middle-aged crowd for sure. Imagine like a, a gritty new like I spit on your grave, but the rapist is just a pig. 
<laughs> oh god because <laughs> that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah yeah basically <laughs> i spit on your grave six back to the barnyard <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh it's just the pig in the barnyard show who goes crazy yeah it's that pig that little freak that pig already looks creepy those 3d animated all, almost all those characters look creepy <laughs> you know i'm glad that 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 like art style of 3d animation has gone away is gone yeah it started with shrek i feel it's a very similar thing to shrek but like shrek yeah. did it on a but like shrek a high looks budget good. yeah, yeah shrek, that's shrek why did it good yeah. if you don't have a budget it looks god awful right yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's what Barnyard was trying to do. Anyway, I don't know how the hell we got to Barnyard, but that's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Well, we got to... All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. We got there because you were talking with your dad on Christmas inside your home. <laughs> and the film we watched together was inside Whoa. the 2007 film directed by julian mari and alexandre bustillo which i probably said those wrong but how was <laughs> that sounded close enough that was a great segue mm-hmm. i thought you were gonna say that there's a pregnant woman and a crazy lady inside my home too yeah yeah, yeah. i was like then a insane woman came and tried to extract the baby from your pregnant aunt or something <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so so we watched inside um mm-hmm. which is a 2007 french movie um that i had seen before and um i guess to give context sort of why we watched it is uh one of our other friends and me we always would have depravity nights where which sounds terrible but we basically we just watch fucked up movies you know, mm-hmm. um, stuff like Serbian film, like Solo, like the guinea pig series, stuff like that. And you uh, probably fortunately never got to experience those with us because you were up um, at school and stuff. But now you're back mm-hmm. and we were able to to take your pop your depravity cherry. Hell yeah. Uh, and and we watched inside. Um, yeah, we've been and, talking about watching this for a while. I feel like so. Well. Okay, I need to talk about how much it took me to procure this movie. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I still that... can't get over it. Yeah. So so eBay, I've learned, is my best friend <laughs> when it comes to buying fucked up movies. Mm-hmm. Because some of these movies, it's very difficult to get the unrated cut. Like, this movie is, I, I think, very accessible. Um, Like, you can, like, rent it on, like, Amazon and stuff like that. The issue is it's the R-rated cut, you know? Mm. And, and after seeing this movie... You're like, okay, the R-rated, R-rated cut does not do it justice, you know? <laughs> um, like, like you really need to push those barriers. So, I, I, you know me, I like, I like collecting, like, banned movies, censored movies, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, I found that eBay is the best place because weirdos have these movies for some reason, the unrated versions, and they sell them. So, I, I found this. I did exactly that. Uh, I ordered it. And literally, like, the day before it arrived, the dude that sold it to me messaged me. He's like, hey, you mind, uh, like, when you get it, just, like, opening it up and, like, telling me what's in there? And I was like, oh, God. What does that mean? So I open it up, and it's uh, The Crucible, like, that Daniel Day-Lewis Crucible. I'm pretty sure we even watched that, like, sophomore year when we read the story. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that, like, a story that yeah. we read in school? Yeah, yeah, because it's huh. based on like like the witch trials and all that. Wow, um, John Proctor, 
Yeah, I remember um, that, John Proctor. Yeah. Um. So I was like, yeah, dude, like, this is The Crucible starring Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, this isn't my, <laughs> this isn't my movie. And he's just like, oh, I'll refund you. And I was like, well, hang on, hang on. I'm like, we can, you know, we can solve this like grown adults, you know? Right. I'm like, that means that someone else has my movie, you know? Yeah. It's like he said, like, he he swapped them. <laughs> so I was like, how about you just ask the person if if they want to send me my movie and I'll send them theirs, like, if they're okay with, like, swapping addresses. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'll let you know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> now I got this 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 movie. I got my money back, which was cool. So I, to be fair, I did profit, even if I did not get inside. I, I still had this Crucible movie. Nice. Um, then he's like, yeah, they're going to send it. And I'm like, cool. But the problem is we're dealing with a middleman here. You know, I don't know the trustworthiness of these people. <laughs> so I was like, I, I really debated. I'm like, should I wait and hold on to it until I get my movie? <laughs> you know i was really debating on holding the crucible hostage um but i will say i'm glad like the movies that got swapped was like the crucible and they weren't buying like a barbie movie or something yeah right and they get fucking that yeah that would be <laughs> awkward <laughs> but but and end of the day i i shipped out the movie i only had to pay like three bucks for for shipping and then i got my movie in the mail like a couple days later so everyone won i got my money back and i only spent three dollars on this movie so voila damn um i mean you made so out there, with that yeah yeah i kissed it when i got it i was like <laughs> so <laughs> so i was happy um and and I and the thing is because I've seen this movie before. It was on Shutter for like a month. They put up like all like the the extreme French horror movies for a bit. It was like this um, high tension of martyrs and all that. And That's I was like, cool. cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but then remember because we wanted to do this before. We wanted to have a depraved night earlier, and I was like, oh guys, it's on here. And then it wasn't. Oh yeah, I um, forgot about that. What did so we even end like, up watching that night? Uh, we watched Dead or Alive. Oh, that's um, right, yeah. Because I told you about the poop bath and Patrick was sold. Yeah, that was so. a good movie, too. Mm-hmm. So, this is why we're here, inside. <laughs> uh, to, the, the plot is is very simple. Um, you could probably describe it in one sentence. And it's a, a pregnant woman, home alone on Christmas Eve, and an intruder wants her baby. Yep. And and that's about it. And it's, it goes, it's a lot more in-depth than that. <laughs> i don't want to say it's like it's just that yeah because <laughs> all the characters are handled very well oh yeah there's a lot um, of um story is simple but there's a lot of emotional depth um yeah with everything going on yeah you know. especially um our main character she uh in the beginning of the film gets in a car crash mm-hmm. and we see that cgi baby which is awesome um <laughs> yeah they reminded me of Death Stranding a lot for some reason. Yeah, we were making a bunch of Death Stranding jokes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it literally is like that when they grow into like Norman Reedus's mouth and little BB is there, little Lou. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point that yeah, I feel like it's almost uh, inspired, like uh, maybe Hideo Kojima was inspired in part visually hey, by this movie. He probably has seen this movie, so. He probably has. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a horror guy, so. Um <laughs> But yeah, so she is in car accident. Uh, baby uh, may or may not be a little little fucked up. Uh, and but in the process of that car accident, she loses her husband. 
Um, so now she has like no husband, uh, possibly like, you know, like a stillbirth baby that she doesn't really want. Um, and, and she is just like a, a hollow woman. Um, mm-hmm. and I know it was pretty unique because like, um, they, I feel like they definitely made her almost like cold. Like, like she doesn't smile at all. Oh in yeah. The movie. Yeah. Even there's a scene cause she's a photographer and she's in like her red room and she like sees her husband, like hold her. And like, even in that moment, she's like, not even like smiling. No, it's. It's similar to um uh, oh that was Nighthouse that we watched where it was like I mean that was different oh, yeah. that was a different situation but the I mean the lady in that Same, movie similar context yeah she's like she can't even like think positively about seeing like memories of her husband it doesn't she like watch a, a home video of her husband in yeah. that movie and she's like yeah. almost like pissed watching it yeah I feel like it's she's that like- where it's like it's such a source of stress for this right. character and in inside that she almost is hates it like hates oh, the yeah. memory of her husband that's the impression i got from it you know yeah because it's almost i mean like it ruined her life not that it's like his or her fault mm-hmm. yeah it's just like an unfortunate thing that happened right and, and being i was just saying being that like negative in the world you definitely don't want to bring in a baby <laughs> you know yeah. especially if it's going to be a constant reminder of your husband right <laughs> Yeah, it's sad. It's very emotional, yeah. and it's um, it uh, definitely takes the time at the beginning of the movie to where you just not where nothing is mm-hmm. really happening, and you get to just marinate yes. with the character, and um, you get to know her, and you get to see what she does on a daily basis. You get to see her interact with a whole bunch of people and see her alone. It's like mm-hmm. it does it as a lot of those essential building blocks to making you care and like making her right. compelling. And I feel like a lot right. of movies we've watched kind of skip that step and go immediately yeah. into like the what people yeah. are there for. You know what I mean? And and believe me, this this delivers. Oh yeah. <laughs> on yeah. on what you're there for. Yeah. <laughs> um like if if there's anybody who I would say just absolutely loves gore like like I do mm-hmm. and you love practical effects and you love just over the top like like if you like evil dead stuff, this this movie's for you. Oh, yeah. because like just when you think this movie has hit like its peak, something even more fucked up happens, <laughs> which which we'll cover later. Yes. Um, <laughs> but but I want to I want to know what was your thoughts? What's your overall thoughts? Did you like it? Uh, oh, yeah. OK. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was um, very good. I thought the, the I, th- I, I like the main character a lot. I guess mm-hmm. she's the main character. I don't know. I like the conflict. Um, I thought yes. some parts of the movie were predictable. Um, yeah. Mainly the twist, which we'll get into with the yes. with the lady. But um, yeah. And in some parts of the movie, which I think we were kind of laughing at, kind of go off the rails at a certain point. And you're yes. like, what the hell is going on? But yeah. It's like a solid like eight or seven out of ten for me, you know. That's where mm. I put it on my scale. See, for me, this is a five bagger. That's me. a five bagger. Okay. This is a five bagger. This is a certified five bagger. Um, now I don't maybe because I watched this the first time. Now watching this like alone at night. 
Oh. And like you just throw it on because I'm like, oh, I heard this was pretty good. Yeah. And I was I was sent through like whiplash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, damn, this movie's awesome. And I still think it kicks ass, even watching this other time. Mm-hmm. Like I I can kind of um forgive it going batshit crazy at the end. Um <laughs> simply because you can tell uh how angry it is, you know? And and what I like about this is it never I feel like pushes any limits, like mm. like it never it never goes too far, okay. You know, some like like Serbian film, other stuff in, um, like the fucked up movie genre, mm-hmm. like it stays in its lane, which which I appreciate. Um, and I mean this came out of at a time in in France that there's a lot of unrest, mm-hmm. um, and. You look at, I mean, there's whole, it's called like the French extreme horror movement or like the French extremity movement or whatever. And it's basically just these incredibly violent French horror movies. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they're all good. Um, like High Tension, that was Alexander Aha who did, um, he went on to do the Hills Have Eyes remake. And he oh, really? did that movie Crawl. Yeah, he's like hmm. doing like American movies now, like American genre movies. Wait, because Crawl, um, the alligator yeah oh wow okay that was he recent that. he's he's been doing a lot of stuff yeah he's really cool I, whenever i see him like on a new project i'm like okay i'm in mostly because i know it's gonna have really cool gore yeah <laughs> um and Isn't, then uh, um, the hills of eyes remake is also not bad i've heard right oh it's really good okay cool it's really good um, the second more. one though he's not involved with not good <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> very stinky i figured <laughs> um but yeah, uh, like high tension. That one's talked about a lot. Um, and martyrs is the big one. Mm. That's that's like the cherry on top. Yeah. Um, but like these three martyrs inside and high tension are kind of like the three ones everybody kind of knows. Mm-hmm. They're on the radar. Um, and I and I always wonder because in a lot of these movies, these French horror movies, like there's like riots in the backdrop. Like in this inside, she's a journalist. Mm-hmm. And she's reporting, or she can't because she's pregnant, but she wants to go report on the protests happening. Um, so I was like, okay, let me let me do some research. So, so I guess context as to why this film and other horror French horror films in that same time period were so angry and violent. Yeah, I've always um, wondered this because it does seem like the mid two thousands was a very, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of French film from that era that's very kind of violent. Like you said. Yeah. And and I mean, it's very similar to like we are, are like the movies that come out at the time kind of tell you the sort of overall emotion of the time. Like you look mm-hmm. at the 70s with like Vietnam and we had all these fucked up horror movies coming out mm. um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like in in France, like around the 2000s, I, I guess uh, like police brutality was really big. Um, and there was a lot of unemployment, uh, like, especially in young people, basically. Um, I mean, I'm not an expert in fucking economics or sociology, but from what I was reading, basically it was, the country is very, the rich is rich and the poor is poor, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so people weren't too happy about that. Um, and especially the police kind of kept the poor in place. Um, and there's a lot of systems set so that the poor couldn't really like, move up right um so there's already all this tension um and then in a poorer area of france these teens were coming back from a football game 
Um, and also, I, I want to say that I, when I was reading about this, there was several different versions of this story. Um, oh, some okay. were saying that they were actually like doing graffiti. Mm -hmm. Some were saying that they were just playing football. Some were saying they're coming from a football game. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but the the most the most uh, consistent one I found is that these ten teens they were out playing football, seeing a football game, whatever. They were walking home. Um, and a cop comes, the police come just to pull them over. I guess that was very common at the time is they would just basically harass youths, um, in these like sort of like poorer areas. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically just to avoid the problems, avoid any issues, they were like, fuck it, let's just run, you know, mm -hmm. like we're not doing anything illegal. There's no reason for them to pull us over or ha hassle us. Let's just run. So they all ran, they split up. Um, they ran to this construction site and two kids hid, I guess, where um, some kind of generator or like electrical room was and they got killed. Wow. Um, so that kicked off a bunch of riots. Um, and <laughs> yeah. then those riots led to even more deaths. Oh, God. Um, both on like the police and the protester side. Um, so it's very similar to like what we kind of experienced here like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it sounds and we're like still it. kind of getting like the trickle down of it. I see. Um, so it's caused yeah, by so, a lot of social unrest at the time. It sounds like. yeah. So it was basically just like a lot of tension mm -hmm. that was waiting for a moment to be released. Wow, that's crazy. I so never knew that. That incident was like the catalyst. Mm -hmm. So and again, it was kind of like us here where we had one specific incident, but it opened up all these other issues that we can now like address. Right. You know, so I, France was kind of having that at that moment. So it was very angry. You know, everyone was kind of on edge. Everyone was tense. And that's why you have these types of movies coming out. Cause they're upset, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right, rightfully so. It sounds like that's, that's insane. Wow. And that's why like in a lot of these movies, like these, you always hear like protests is like the backdrop. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's not there, because I guess it was just so prominent. Because, um, I mean, one one thing I feel like we forget as Americans, because um, America is fucking huge. <laughs> like, so, some countries are the size of, like, one of our states, you know? Oh, yeah. So, when something's going on, like, us, something here happens, like, th those protests that we had did not affect me whatsoever, you know? <laughs> physically physically sure you know like like no there's no issue like I, I i don't mind like i mean i could go outside and i'm not affected whatsoever right because mm -hmm. we're that we're so big but other countries like that's that's in like your backyard mm -hmm. you know so people are on edge they're like okay how how let's you know and we know the french are very good at art and uh genre films were very big at the time so let's fucking pump out all these extreme horror movies and for the most part all the ones i've seen incredible um i know i've mentioned martyrs on here a lot and i've talked up martyrs a ton that mm -hmm. movie is incredible i would say it's possibly one of the best horror movies ever made um oh, wow. although it's not one i would recommend lightly <laughs> um <laughs> because it's one of those movies where you see it and it is ingrained in your mind oh god <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it on my own sometime because just because you've raved about it so much, I just I just gotta do it at some point. You just gotta do it. We, yeah. we can do it together. We can even hey, we can do an episode on it, dude. F yeah, just our new series on me showing you 
fucked up images. <laughs> Things you never want to see. That's fine. I'm down for it. I don't see enough fucked up images in my day-to-day life. <laughs> oh, that's that's a sentence I don't know if you want to say. <laughs> Maybe not, yeah. <laughs> People are now just going to send you a bunch of pictures of like isis beheadings live yeah. link videos and shit like that i feel like that's such a privileged thing for me to say too because it's like yeah there's a lot of people in the world who just have to see horrible shit every day i guess we're lucky yeah. enough we don't have to do that so us americans can watch movies that depict that and it's like a thrill it's kind of sad when you think about it the most the most <laughs> shocking thing i see is the gas prices am i right that is that's very true. That's a horror movie for most Midwestern folk <laughs> these days. Yeah. That and the culvers being closed. Oh, that's Yeah, that's damaging. That's mentally damaging <laughs> for people here. That'll ruin your whole year. <laughs> yeah, so um I was doing a little little research um on inside and I guess uh this film they went to a couple different people, but it was too extreme for the studios. Um, but this one found it, and they said the script was so strong, they basically signed them on, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that these two directors also, I want to say, which gives, like, this film blows my mind even more. This was their first time directing. Really? This was a directorial debut. Damn. Which, Very impressive. Insane. Yeah. Um. So the studio knew that, and obviously you know there's issues when there's two directors. You know mm-hmm. they can butt heads, all that. So they were like, okay, let's just give them a super experienced crew. So they oh. had like a crew of like thirty guys, and it was them. And and everyone like I was like watching interviews. Everyone basically said that those two guys were like a well-oiled machine. Like they never like butted heads. Mm-hmm. They they were basically two guy one guy split into two. Like, they agreed on everything. They always had the same stuff in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was, like, really nice to see, like... And it's funny. I love seeing these, like, shocking movies that are so fucked up. But then you look <laughs> at the behind the scenes, and they're all just, like, goofing around. Yeah, they're all wholesome about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, one of, one of my favorite bits in, like, this the little documentary I watched was that... Um, it's like it's such a simple stunt where they're dragging a body down the stairs and it's the the killer woman and the the actress uh, Beatrice she was not comfortable dragging him down because she didn't want him to hit his head mm-hmm. um so one of the guys who coordinates the stunts was like okay I'll do it you know um so they actually her put on her boots for the shot mm-hmm and he got in a dress, the same dress. <laughs> so it was like the the VFX guy in a dress and high heel boots doing the stunt. And you wouldn't notice it in like the final shot, but I just thought that was like really funny. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. It's cool because so they like were, they are mm-hmm. successful enough with the filmmaking that you'd never be able to know that watching it. Oh, that it's some no. dude in, like as a stunt double for her. That's awesome. And, and one thing that was crazy was just the. Like, this is all set in one house. It's one of those movies, one setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and them filming, like, you know, majority of that movie takes place in, like, the upper hallway out of the bathroom. It's pretty tight. Oh, yeah. Seeing, like, 20 people crammed in there with all the equipment is insane. <laughs> How they pulled some of that off. Like, what you see in the shot, you look a centimeter to the left, right, up, or down, and there's just people there. Mm-hmm. 
Because they're so cramped in there. That's crazy. You don't think about that stuff. But yeah, there must have been like mm-hmm. just fucking 15 people in, in, that, in that hallway. <laughs> and and it looks like they built like a lot of the house themselves, like a lot of the stuff because they knew they were going to like ruin it. <laughs> right. With all the blood. And one thing I, I want to say that I absolutely love is this movie has a lot of establishing shots of just rooms in the house. Mm-hmm. And you're like, huh. Why are we seeing all these rooms? And then you realize later <laughs> when the entire house is crimson. Why? Yeah. Because they really wanted you to see the difference. Right. <laughs> and it also um, helps to create a sense of tension and logic. Because yeah. when, if you're seeing, if you see all those establishing shots of the house, you can, most viewers would probably make like a, blueprint of the house in their head right yeah so they yeah, know, you know what, the geography of it right they know where characters are they know how long it takes character to get from one place to the yeah. other like mm-hmm. it creates it's a good it's a good use of filmmaking technique to create tension later in the movie right yeah i mean that's the same with like halloween i think oh does yeah it act, like executed that perfectly yeah absolutely yeah um yeah but so basically pretty much anyone they showed this to like assigned on board immediately <laughs> like they thought the script was just like so good but i guess um beatrice dale Dai, i'm not sure how you pronounce that in french mm-hmm. um but she i guess was a very prominent drama or like art house kind of more independent art housey kind of movies mm-hmm. and that was that was their vision for the person so we're like okay like fuck it you know let's just try mm-hmm. let's just get her to do it um and i guess she's notorious for not reading scripts <laughs> but her agent and people also like working on the project were like, 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 just trust us, just do it. Yeah, like she's never done a horror movie before. Wow. Um, so she was like, fine, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and one thing that I thought was really cool is, I guess initially in the script that the killer had like no emotions, like she was very cold. But Beatrice, the actress, added emotions to her and it ultimately i think works better Mm -hmm. especially like there's a scene where we have one character trapped in the bathroom because the killer lady's outside and this killer lady who you think has like full control you know of the situation is like now on the ground like maniacally crying (laughs) it's like a cry that turns into a laugh yeah (laughs) you know and you realize you're like oh okay this person also is not mentally stable <laughs> yes <laughs> that's what's interesting it, it, about it they're like um they're like two sides of the yeah same coin like opposites it's like how different ways you can react to grief and dealing right. with a uh, sudden loss i mean not to spoil anything i guess i just did but whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but yeah it is really just like uh you can either like shut down and hollow out or become very angry. <laughs> yes. Very angry. <laughs> Extremely angry. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I, I think from here now we're going to talk spoilers. Yes. Um, I would say that you should definitely try to see inside mm-hmm. um, wherever you can. If you need to buy it off a shady man on eBay like me, I say <laughs> it's 100% worth the investment. Um, it's an incredible film, especially if, if you like gore. Because oh man, is this this might be one of the bloodiest movies I've seen. That's like um, not cartoony, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, like I'm not talking like Evil Dead. 
blood and gore or like brain dead but i'm talking like like realistic like gore and blood Mm -hmm. this is up there for me oh yeah i think um i mean just there's just one shot near the end that is probably one of the most like stomach churning things i've ever seen uh like it almost made me physically sick watching it (laughs) because it's like so like visceral and sad and you know is is it the belly getting hit uh, no, it's not even that. It's oh, um, oh. Uh, the very end when it's you don't wait. Know. Spoiler. Okay, we're in spoiler territory now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're spoilers. <laughs> but at the very end of when after she's had the baby taken from her. Oh, okay. And she's just sitting in the chair. She's sitting in the chair. Yes. And oh, then yeah. it does that slow pan up the stairs. Yep. Um, yeah. And you see the blood. You see her open stomach, and she's yep. just like laying there dead, and her eyes are like just glazed over like she looks like a Mm -hmm. real dead person and like oh yeah you got to know her up until then and that is what makes it really sad and sickening and it's very effective the way they do it all right well let's let's get into it Um, (laughs) sure (laughs) let's do this all right let's do it so so our our, the movie uh starts uh car crash boom uh four months later we find out husband's dead um she's gonna be induced in labor tomorrow um it seems like she doesn't really have anyone like close to her in her life it seems like she's gonna push people out Mm -hmm. um so her boss um on christmas morning is going to drive her to the hospital um he has like an extra pair of keys uh she goes home that night and uh next thing she knows there's a knock at the door and she's like okay you know who could this be so she's like hello and the lady's like oh like my my car broke down i need help like can you let me borrow your phone she's like being a a single female alone and pregnant i don't blame her you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would do the same i'd be like no no you can go to the house next door you know um and then when the lady outside realized that her basically tricks weren't working she was like oh i know I know you and your baby, Sarah. Like, you got to let me in. She's like, what? She's like, I know your husband died. She's like, what the fuck? And then the the lady, like, leaves and walks around the house. And th- this is, like, one of the creepiest shots in the movie of her just standing outside in the rain. Oh, God, yeah. On these, like, big open windows. Just horrifying. It's, one of, it's a very creepy visual. That's what surprised me about them being first-time directors. Because yeah. it's such a well-executed shot, and it's so unsettling. The fact that you could just barely see her in the glass in the dark. And then it's when like, she lights up the cigarette, and you, like, briefly see her face whenever she takes, like, a puff of the cigarette. Oh, my God, yeah. And it's, like, incredibly creepy. Yeah, it's really well done. Extremely cool visual. hmm Yeah, and I, um, it hit homes for me, because I always had a fear, even since I was a kid, of open windows at night specifically for that reason <laughs> that's someone could just be standing there <laughs> yeah well because, okay because you you're, you know my parents house um mm-hmm. you know like the back of the house led to like the school so you'd like see the school oh yeah um and i remember i'd be playing downstairs you know weekend night uh and i'm playing call of duty 4 online with the boys <laughs> and if those windows were open i would always look over and you know how like uh like buildings would have those like generators and stuff on top mm-hmm. but there's one that always looked like it was a dude standing on the roof like staring right at me oh god um, 
So ever <laughs> since like my brain put that little kernel in my mind that potentially there could be someone standing on that roof watching me, I would just close the windows. Oh yeah. So yeah. So ever since then I'm like, you know, it's nighttime, let's keep the windows closed. <laughs> so that 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 shot right there struck a vein that was with me. That hit you in the childhood. That's how scary yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would terrify me too. It's and that makes sense knowing the your house and how it opens up into like just a giant open yeah. field. It's like yep. literally anybody could walk through there. <laughs> and even even like I think like just seeing even if like looking through like a door peephole and seeing someone is terrifying. Oh god, yeah, right. You know? Absolutely. Especially now I feel like we're we're past the doorbell age, you know? If if anyone's <laughs> if anyone's on my premise without me having knowledge of beforehand mm-hmm. it's scary <laughs> you know no absolutely <laughs> i already get anxiety no... just from the doorbell ringing yeah right <laughs> even if you know it's someone you're like, oh god yeah <laughs> you're supposed to text your here you don't ring the doorbell what the fuck <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so uh our, our our character sarah she calls the cops uh, cops show up, they search, they're like, okay, there's nothing here. Um, oh, also I forgot to mention, while that woman was being insanely creepy, Sarah took a picture on her, like, Polaroid camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, like, too dark, so you can't really see. So the cops are like, okay, we can't can't do anything with that. Um, we're gonna go, she probably won't be back, uh, we'll, like, send a, you know, squad out later to check on you. you mm-hmm. know? So the girl's like, okay, cool. Uh, so she's like, okay, she goes to bed, uh, after like a couple hours and then, uh, as she's sleeping, another really cool shot is just in this dark room and we just see like a, like a figure just slowly walk into frame, you (laughs) know, cause, cause like the, and we even commented this of watching it, the killer's design, like the, the dress choice is very interesting. Yeah. She has like this black dress. Uh, these like big high heel boots. She's got like makeup, hair, and a ponytail. Mm-hmm. It's it's very interesting. It's very um, I don't know what this might be. Uh, I I could be reading too much into it, but I I feel like because uh, you know when you think of high heels, they're like it's like acting on some primal instinct where it's like it like pushes your hips forward. Oh, okay. Like so, like it's like more like promiscuous or something mm-hmm. and then when i think of like of that long flowing dress like that i always think of someone who's pregnant kind of always wears similar oh clothing. you're right yeah so like, like the big the big moos. yeah so that the, she's like channeling that because of the yeah child she lost she in wants. that car accident yeah mm-hmm. and she wants child yeah so yeah, I mean, I I I kind of saw it a little bit as like, because like honestly, if you you swap the colors black for white, and she would be re- very like reminiscent of like an angel or something like that. Oh yeah, sure. You know, mm-hmm. much more literal <laughs> definition, but like swap it, it's almost like <laughs> an angel of death. Oh my you know? god. <laughs> but I mean, it and it's I kind of talked about this before we watched is you don't really see a lot of these horror movies that has a female killer. You know, no. really the only big ones like audition mm-hmm. maybe, but like a lot of those movies where say there is a female villain, um, 
there you kind of sympathize with them. I mean, even look at look at X and Pearl. You know. Yeah. They the audience really wants you to sympathize, and with Inside, you you can to an extent, but her <laughs> actions don't justify it. No. You know? <laughs> yes. Or like like audition is the same way. It's like you can, but you gone a bit too far. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and that is what I think pushes the boundaries to something being more like extreme horror. Because mm-hmm. I think audiences are much more comfortable being able to justify the actions of your, your characters, you know? Oh, absolutely. Where in, in this, you can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's very hard to. You feel sympathetic for her sometimes, like... It, towards the end, yeah. you do. But then the film quickly reminds you she's a monster. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, when it gets revealed what her whole motivation is, it's like, and then also yeah. the scenes where she was like crying like an insane person. Yeah, you kind of think back like, in a different light. Um, yeah, it's like she does a great job of just like switching you like on and off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like this is the scariest woman ever. You're like, oh, this is just a sad person. You're like, okay, no, that is a homicidal maniac. <laughs> it's it's almost like something inside her takes over, like very primal. Yeah. And then switches off. Yeah. You know, and then once something happens, say a next person comes in, it's like switch back on. Mm hmm. Yeah, she has like moments of clarity. And where yeah. like she seems almost ashamed of what she's doing. Oh, yeah. Um, and like, but then it's like that prime, yeah, like you said, that primal urge kicks back in and then she's back to being doing what, what she's doing because she feels like she has to do it. It's, yeah. she's a very interesting character. So. She comes in, big big pair of like medical scissors. I don't really know what the exact word is, but the kind used to like cut leather and like clothes. Yeah, you know? very sharp. <laughs> big big sharp scissors. <laughs> and one thing you don't expect this movie to go right away is actually show you. So she basically she sits on top of the uh, Sarah while she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, slowly moves up her shirt to reveal the belly, and she like lines up the the scissors right on the belly button you know mm-hmm. and and it's this great shot of her gliding slowly gliding like the scissors up um and then just right when it gets to the belly she kind of like pushes in a little bit like like she's like marked the target and then this is when you can kind of tell what the movie is going to be like at this point if you didn't know before like that it was this extreme she actually then shoves the scissors in <laughs> <laughs> and it's incredibly tough to watch yeah <laughs> um and then sarah just immediately like wakes up yeah you know she wakes up like screaming and, yeah she, i mean oh yeah i mean i can't even <laughs> imagine what it would be like to like get stabbed in your sleep you know <laughs> right <laughs> like it's horrible yeah it's bad <laughs> um, yeah but she's able to wake up she like smashes her like in the head of a lamp and then runs into the bathroom um, where a good majority of the movie is set. <laughs> and <laughs> and this bathroom is very uh, is very white. It's very sterile looking. Yeah. Almost, almost like, a, like, a, like a hospital, kind of. <laughs> and they even have those like really uh, like shitty lights. I don't know what you call them. Not LED. I don't know. The kinds you see in like a gas station bathroom. <laughs> oh, they're like yellow. Yeah, I don't know. They're, just, they're very. The room is scary. The bathroom yes. is scary, but it's very white. <laughs> yeah. This is the point I'm getting at. Um, so 
so she's locked in this bathroom and there is a killer trying to get her she is it's a mix of shock and panic because she also her now stomach has an open wound in it (laughs) (laughs) so she's got a there's just blood everywhere she's freaking out uh the woman is kicking on the door but then our savior comes the boss man oh god Uh, basically comes to check on her to see if she's okay he he walks in and she quickly like runs downstairs uh and pretends to be uh sarah's mother and one thing i thought was interesting with this character the the boss is he's very subtle where you can tell he's almost like like a wolf in sheep's clothing because it's hinted earlier by um i'm not sure if that was like sarah's sister or a friend uh that was talking to her. she's like oh i want to meet like your new like boss like are you like together almost oh. like there's like some like tension between them yeah i forgot about that and the boss guy was being like really nice i mean okay like there's nice people right but like driving someone to the hospital at 6 a.m on christmas you know <laughs> you you gotta have some motives there yeah you know? i think so <laughs> you only do that for like your family right <laughs> um but yeah and and it's especially weird because he, he comes it's very late in the night mm-hmm. it's like definitely like midnight or something and he comes like it's like it's a booty call it's weird it's very weird <laughs> you know for him to just be conveniently checking um so I, I kind of like that implication, but it's never really expanded upon, mm-hmm. um, which works because you do feel a lot of sympathy for this man. Oh, Complete God, yeah. Wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> um, but but she's all like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm her mother. She's upstairs sleeping. And he's like, oh, she called me earlier about this photograph she wants me to blow up. And he's like looking at it. And while he's looking at it, another character walks in. Which turns out to be Sarah's actual mother. <laughs> and there's a very awkward altercation where they're like, who are you? And she's like, I'm her mom. Who are you? And then, like, the boss guy has one of those moments, like, like if you're there and you're here, then who's that? You know? <laughs> um, and the mom, then Sarah realize, hears it, so she starts screaming. The, the mom runs upstairs and... And uh, one of the more shocking parts in the movie is Sarah is expecting a killer behind this door, but but it's the mom opens it, and Sarah stabs her through the neck with like one of those sewing needles. Oh yeah, and it's like a complete through and through. Yeah, and and you see immediately Sarah's face, <laughs> like like the realization of what just happened. Yeah, it's horrible. It's it's a shocking. Shocking and very sad scene. <laughs> and it goes on for a long time. Oh, God, yeah, right? <laughs> and and it's so sad because, like, she doesn't even have time to process what happened because the killer's coming. Mm-hmm. So she just closes the door and locks it again, and she's just, like, crying, covered in blood. Just <laughs> She's like, Mommy, Mommy. Like, <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have our boss man who runs upstairs to see what's going on, sees the body. And our our scissor wheeling maniac stabs him like like in the back like I don't know what that part's called like the back of your knee, like where that joint is. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So he goes down, and she does him dirty. Where <laughs> she 
and and I apologize. I don't I don't know why all these movies that I pick have some cock and ball mutilation. <laughs> I, I I never plan it. Um, but he gets stabbed right through his pants, right right in his balls. Or I assume his balls. Yeah, and, it but like she doesn't his do balls. it once. She goes again. <laughs> you know. Yep. Uh, and then finally, she ends up like cutting his throat. And just blood going everywhere on the walls, flowing down the stairs. So now we just have Sarah and our killer again. And now we have two bodies, which this house will collect a lot more. <laughs> yes. And at this point, the killer is like, fuck this. I'm breaking down the door. So she starts, you know, breaking down like Jack Nicholson style, breaking down the door um, until there's a hole. So then when she goes to get her arm to unlock the door, Sarah stabs her with that same needle thing. Mm. And the killer's like, okay, she's freaking out. And this is when she does that insane laugh, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And then she kind of collapses on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Then <laughs> we have our um, great cops to save the day. Um Basically, these cops, they're, like, on their way back. They just picked up a kid from one of the protests. And they are like, okay, this is, like, last on our agenda. We just got to check this house. You know, the two guys go in. Uh, and, again, the killer lady puts on a nice face. Um, and they she eventually tells them, like, oh, it's just my laundry machine being loud. You know, everything's fine here. No one's no one came back. It's okay. The cops are like, okay, cool. And then when they're walking back, they're like, Hang on, wasn't she supposed to be pregnant? <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, the two cops go back in. Um, they immediately realize the situation. They see the body. One guy goes to arrest her. The other guy goes upstairs. Uh, while the guy's arresting her, she's able to uh, like stab him. And uh, did she have, she have him like right in the eye too, right? Yeah, it's right in the eye, and then that's yeah. pretty much the end for him. Yeah, he goes down. And he was a big guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> he goes down. Meanwhile, our uh, Sarah opens the door because the cop's outside. And this is probably one of my favorite <laughs> moments. <laughs> right when you think she's saved, you just hear a gunshot and half of his head just explodes. Oh, God. Yeah, it's awesome. And it is so awesome. <laughs> it's glorious. Yeah. So Sarah then screams and immediately closes the door. Uh, now we got two more bodies. The 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 killer now goes downstairs because um, she's trying to figure out how to manage all this shit. Meanwhile, Sarah is got her. Uh, oh, also, uh, I forgot. There's just so much shit in this movie <laughs> that's so badass. The the killer lady pushes uh, like a cabinet because the handle it's not like a doorknob. It's like a handle. So she can't like open. So now she's locked in the bathroom. Oh yeah. Well, while, while the right. killer has to go clean up these bodies. So Sarah's like, okay. She gets her hand out to try to push that, and the killer comes back and basically stabs her right through the hand and pins her hand in the wall with the scissors. <laughs> so now cop is outside and he's hooked up, which I think is a really cool like uh, I don't know thing for a horror movie is where. He's basically, he's not handcuffed to the kid, but they're, like, tethered together. Yeah. Like, they're both, like, their belts are, like, looped. 
Because he he's like a he's like a drunkard who they caught in the middle of the night or some shit like yeah. that, right? No, he was he was like one of the protesters. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, I forgot about. They're like, oh, just a kid throwing Molotovs. <laughs> um, and the kid's reaction when they go inside and see all the bodies, and the kid's like, nope, fuck this. He's like, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the the cop gives the kid they have like this um. We were trying to figure out what it is. It's like a flashbang kind of gun that you use in like protests. Yeah. That shoots like a bright light. I don't know what you call that because it shoots like grenades or something. Yeah. Right? It's like a canister it shoots. Mm-hmm. But they called it um like a sun bolt or something like that or a bright bulb. But yeah, I mean, it's it's like a it was a weapon you use not to kill someone, just to like stun them. Mm-hmm. So the cop gets out his gun. They go upstairs. At this point, we don't know where the killer is. They they find Sarah under her hand. The the bathroom is now covered in blood. Um, and they stitch her up, and they're like, next thing they know, the power goes out. So they're like, okay, we gotta get the power back on. The killer's probably gone. It would be insane for her to stay. <laughs> so they go downstairs to get the uh, lights back on. And then they're fidgeting with the panel, and the kid realized, where's the light gun? Mm-hmm. And then we see the gun from the shadows get put to the, the cop's temple. And you don't see it, but the trigger gets pulled, and we hear the and we see like the flash from like the stairs and hear the shot. Yeah. So now you have this kid <laughs> hooked up to this corpse, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> and while this is going on, it's it's very interesting because Sarah just goes and lays down in bed, almost like she's given up. You know? Yeah, it feels like that. She's just been through so much at that point. She's just like... It's like, might as well die. Right. She's just done with that. Um, so, yeah, kid gets fucking stabbed. Uh, killer goes back up. She goes back on her again. It's got the scissors to her belly. But she gets very... And this is one thing that's interesting. She gets very, like, intimate. Um, Like, she's, like, smelling Sarah... Yeah. And she's like kind of like kissing her. Yeah, she's almost kissing her at this point. <laughs> yeah. And when she's doing that, Sarah basically opens her eyes and because I think she's pretending to be unconscious and just bites her tongue out <laughs> and spits it out. Yeah, that was awesome. She runs downstairs. Uh they they start fighting and then uh Sarah basically puts the uh, like a knife to her stomach basically saying hey you come any closer and I'll kill the baby mm-hmm. so our killer lady has a John Wick moment and grabs a toaster and swings it around like a nunchuck oh my and God. knocks her out which I is forgot awesome about that <laughs> Sarah fucked up there that was pretty easily preventable yeah. I mean to be fair I wouldn't expect them to use a toaster no, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, Sarah wakes up and we're back at the uh her about to get her baby extracted and the killer lights up a cigarette like she's been doing the entire movie. She's like just stress chain smoking. <laughs> um and Sarah has the bright idea to grab a Lysol container, aerosol can and just shoot it and just engulfs the the killer lady's face in fire <laughs> um so she's running around screaming meanwhile like sarah like she can't breathe so she has to do um was it a tracheotomy on herself yeah yeah so she takes like that sewing needle and like pops in 
her throat so she could breathe and then she wraps it with duct tape <laughs> it's like it, and at this point like i i cannot stress how nasty the house looks oh god right everyone is fucked up <laughs> there's blood sarah is covered in blood at this point from oh, head to yeah. toe like she's just brutalized in in the behind the scenes thing i was like they were actually like the actresses were like worn out by the end of it like it was just so much violence Mm -hmm. and so long they had to be like covered in all that blood and prosthetics Mm -hmm. that it was like grueling for them i'm sure it was it's got to be brutal and they're probably working really long days too yeah or nights rather because they probably had to shoot this at night well i was watching the thing and to do the makeup which i would say is in like the rest of the movie for her burnt face it took 4.5 hours to put on oh god awful and it covers half of her face so she's like i couldn't see through one eye and mm-hmm. i couldn't breathe through one nostril <laughs> that's horrible so, yeah <laughs> so she had to sit through that with like all these people prodding at her that reminds me of um have you ever heard of that that um jim jim Carrey when he was doing the grinch to do the makeup no. for that, he had to sit in the chair for like hours and hours, and Jesus, like he just for the Grinch. The studio funded the CIA to train him, like to do like torture oh, to hold training. His breath. No, That's like awesome. to like mentally withstand torture, like they do in the CIA. <laughs> so like, there's so many people just yeah because i guess jim carrey him. was having such a bad time with it he's like i like, i can't do this like i'm literally just sitting in a chair for eight hours while people put things on my face <laughs> that's insane <laughs> yeah it's crazy it reminds me of that with the whole burned face no thing. yeah and it's funny because like that's just the grinch i know right <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> that's funny though yeah <laughs> um yeah so we have Sarah, who's all fucked up. We have the killer lady. And and Sarah is now on top, uh, about about to get her killer. But then um, one of our favorite... This is when the movie also goes completely unhinged. Yeah, this is like, what um, the fuck is going on? And we described it as a zombie, and even the directors called it a zombie. They did? Like, jokingly. Oh, yeah. okay. Because <laughs> they're like, it takes a fantasy element towards the end. Um, <laughs> but basically, that guy that got a light bulb shot into his skull wakes like, comes back to life barely alive. Mm-hmm. You see, like, burn marks around basically his eyes, his nose, and his mouth. <laughs> and there's a whole, giant hole in his head. <laughs> Which... I mean, it is ridiculous, but theoretically, you you can your brain can survive a lot of things, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned this during the screening, but uh, there is a police interrogation video you can find around the internet where it was some kid they came upon someone came into like this couple's house and shot both of them. The girlfriend died like instantly, but the boyfriend mm-hmm. got shot in the face and lived. And so no one knew about it for a few days until they didn't hear from either of them. Yeah. So they came in and this, the boyfriend had been living with like a, a, like hole, a hole in his, in his face, head. a hole in his head Yeah. for days. And so, and the, so they, they thought that he was the shooter. So then right. they brought him in for interrogation. They didn't even realize that because the wound had swollen up. They didn't realize that he had a bullet hole in his head. And so the, the whole time he, they're talking to him and he's not making any sense. 
He's like, oh, oh yeah, my head hurts. I want to go to sleep. Oh, I don't know. Like he's not, just keeps repeating that yeah. over and over again. It's actually really disturbing. But <laughs> yeah, it sounds fucked up. And so the the cops held him there, and he was like still functioning with like a bullet in his head. So it's like I I don't Jesus I don't put it past this movie for that something like that to happen. Oh no, yeah, it's it's very possible. Um, yeah, and and you can tell he literally is just nothing on his mind. Like he's just blank. Right. Um, cause once he sees Sarah, he immediately just starts swinging this, like, he's like a pipe or no, it's like a baton. I think. Yeah. It's a baton. And he hits her and then he smacks her right on the stomach. (laughs) And right when he hits her on the stomach, just a bunch of just blood just basically shoots out of her vagina Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all over the floor. Right. And it is incredibly disturbing. And also... Throughout the movie, every time Sarah takes, like, a blow to the stomach, we see the baby take that same blow, like, in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> and and the director said that, like, showing the baby was essential because they wanted the audience to, like, not only feel for the baby, but actually, like, physically see it. To see it happening. So you know it's in there. Yeah. You know? Like, like you're aware that Sarah is not only just Sarah, but also carrying a baby as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it so, adds a lot of anxiety to knowing. Oh yeah, the baby is in, jan- in danger on top of Sarah. It's like nothing. Nothing is more precious than a baby's life. Like it's like mm-hmm. it really puts you on edge. And you're like, oh god, please don't kill the baby. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair though, the killer wasn't trying to kill the baby. She no. just wanted the baby. Yeah, she wasn't. So. Yeah, and this is where the movie, I think, um, emotionally takes a little bit of a turn. (laughs) Because then our killer comes and saves Sarah from the zombie man by ramming their, like, her makeshift knife spear, like, into his fucking armpit. (laughs) And, and, like, then kills him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And this is where it's very bizarre. um, Because at this point, Sarah has given up. Like, she's just crawling up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And she does, and the killer, you know, gets her on the stairs, and is like, "Okay, I'm gonna, you know, do this now." And and Sarah is like in labor. I'm pretty sure right now. And it's almost like now they're working together. Yeah, in a way. And I don't know if that's just I think maternal instincts kicking in. Oh sure, and because because it- at this point the killer is very nice to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's almost um, like it reminded me a lot of like husband and wife dynamic. Because like yeah. typically, like you know, the husband is there to receive the baby while the mm-hmm. the mother is giving birth. Um, and it then goes back to that weird scene where she's like kissing her on the bed. It's like yeah. there's some weird love going on there. And also, I guess before this, I should have mentioned, which gives I think a bit more context, is that we do find out that the killer was actually the woman she hit in the car crash and they were both pregnant but the killer lady lost her baby yeah (laughs) so and really it is just sarah hit the absolute worst person in a car accident she could possibly hit (laughs) yes (laughs) like what are the odds of the person you hit in a car crash is a deranged serial killer <laughs> because it's clear that this person has done this shit before. I don't know. I got the impression that she hadn't. I, I feel like she was just I driven mean, to that point. But but the way she planned it out and it's very like psychosexual mm-hmm. makes me think that 
she is she's done this before or has had similar interactions like this before yeah maybe yeah i, I definitely she's think definitely it's, enjoying it right she i think and, it's that that was in there in her head but maybe she hadn't acted on it before. but it's activated it well i know we kind of said made like compared a bit to titan yeah where that flip the switch mm-hmm yeah exactly uh, but I mean, honestly, I don't think that part matters. <laughs> no, it doesn't really. <laughs> I think like if you're if, if if you get to that twist and you're like, what the hell? Why would she turn into a serial? It's like you, you, the movie is lost upon you. You know, like you're not gonna get anything out of it. Yeah. <laughs> not not that the plot doesn't make sense at all. It's just like you you just can't think about it. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, it's just it is a thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, so then this is kind of, I guess, what the movie was all building up to, the extraction of the baby. Yes. Uh, which they show with the scissors, her <laughs> cutting open Sarah's stomach mm-hmm. and pulling out the baby. Um, and then we get that shot that you were talking about, which is probably the best shot of the entire movie. It's incredible of them panning up the stairs and the blood is just like flowing yeah down and it's like blood and like little chunks of i don't know guts flesh whatever Mm -hmm. you know it's just flowing and we just you know see her and we pan up and it's just her open stomach with all the the, you can tell like the baby was just ripped out of there Mm -hmm. you know and then her lifeless corpse uh and then we get the the final shot of our killer completely half burnt covered in blood rocking the baby um in the little rocking chair in just a room completely covered in blood <laughs> and it rules yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good ending shot for sure it's very eerie and weird <laughs> yeah it's incredibly scary and i just want to say like the the actress who did the killer beatrice incredible oh yeah she's like she's great she is so good and just like her face is like perfect for it i don't know how to describe it <laughs> Like, like she's not ugly, no, at all. But she she makes herself scared. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's it's very weird, and you'll understand when you see her. She's kind of got crazy eyes. I think that's part of it. Yeah, nothing against that's, her. She has a really big, a really big smile. Yeah, like really big lips. <laughs> yeah. But I think what works, and again, it's what I've said a lot, is like if you like horror movies and you're passionate, you can make a good one. And I think that was the case with these directors because mm-hmm. um, they said they're big horror movie fans and they wanted to do a genre film. Um, and the the actors and actresses were all so dedicated to it. Like um, the actors for Sarah and the Killer, they actually did like uh, like fight training and stuff like that. So when they're fighting... Oh, wow they can like get closer to like the blows and it doesn't look so fake. Like all of them, like basically the director said, okay, we're going to do this scene. It's going to be incredibly hard. You're going to have to do all this prep time. You have to do this, this, this. And they're like, yeah, okay, fuck it. Let's do it. Like pretty much everyone was just so sold on the project and they knew it was going to be awesome that everyone just gave a hundred percent. That's awesome. So there really wasn't any like corners cut. They didn't really have to like compromise anywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. They just got to make it, which which fucking rules. Yeah, that's great. That's you can tell. There's a lot of passion in it, and um, the fighting was all real, really realistic and brutal too. It's like oh, so, yeah, very violent. Yeah, I feel like that them training 
really help the movie um like push it and make it real to the viewer yeah i mean it seems real it does no it definitely does you 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 definitely disassociate a lot like between reality (laughs) and fiction when watching this yes (laughs) yeah i mean i overall yeah i do really like the movie i um i think uh just to get into like some of the negative aspects of it just okay like stuff that i didn't really like um i think the movie is very effective at making the scenario really realistic and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that, like, when the zombie cop just got up and then started swinging yeah. that thing around, I was like, what the... It felt very out of place, and it was, like, kind of weird. Um, See? that's I'll give you that, but I, I disagree. <laughs> I think it works incredibly well. I mean, it, it, it just was, like, it uh, was almost a jump-the-shark moment. But yeah, it it after that it wasn't really it didn't like t- continue that outrageousness, so it was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I also I I kind of wished that at the end the baby was dead. <laughs> yeah, do you I know mean, what I mean? We were talking like I don't think that that thing is gonna have a lot of issues. You know. Yes, but I mean. Uh, well, yeah, that too, but also just as thematically. Yeah, like all this violence equals this. Right, like it's, I've, it feels like it's almost rewarding uh, the killer because the baby's still alive. I mean, she gets, I mean, she's not going to get take care of the baby. Like, Wow, Brad, are you promoting dead babies? <laughs> You're saying that you want the baby to die? No, I'm promoting consequences for bad actions. That's what I want. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> None of that. No, I, I get you. Cause, and it also um, felt very like, because the baby is not moving when you look at it. And the only yeah. thing you can hear is a crying. Mm-hmm. So it very much felt like a post-production thing where they're like, I, I have no idea if this is true. And I'm totally speculating, just so you know. But like the, it felt like they were trying to get like maybe less of a harsh rating. Because if they showed so they, like a baby dying as a result of something on screen, then it would have... Yeah. That's what it felt like to me, because it felt like the thematically correct thing to do would be that at the end she's holding a dead baby and she's like delusional enough that she's pretending it's still alive and like cradling oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I it, it should have ended that way to me. I, I'm I'm 100% okay with how it ended, but I do see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just saying another theory is that, you know, child labor a lot, so it's probably maybe very difficult to get a baby, <laughs> especially... <laughs> true for that kind of movie <laughs> yeah true <laughs> so that's probably why they had to do it in post probably but hey it looks better than what was it the american sniper baby oh yeah that's for sure yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they actually lit it correctly so that you could you could barely see the baby and it's not just yeah. out in the broad daylight <laughs> yeah. like it is an american sniper <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the last um I guess the last negative I had about it was I knew that the killer would have something to do with the car crash, like the moment. Oh, yeah. It happened or the moment she showed up because it was like they never at the beginning of the movie, they never talked about the other people in the car. So I was like, mm-hmm. OK, well, that's she's going to be related to that somehow. So I can and you figured her motivation. She wants the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Because or else what would the point of her being pregnant be like? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's like a really minor negative, like because I, yeah. I, I just like things being not predictable, not as predictable. I don't even know what you could have done because I liked, I liked it. I like it as is. Like I like n- knowing so much about the killer and why she's doing it because that that's what makes her interesting. Is and I feel like even though. That. While it is somewhat predictable, I feel like though it is given to you at the right time because it is at the time where even Sarah is on top mm-hmm. and she realizes what a pathetic piece of shit this killer is. Oh, like she's like hiding in a closet, completely burnt, you know, yeah, and almost like 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 pleading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like so, it was essential to have that backstory, even still, even if it was predictable yeah i don't really know how else you would go about it honestly so yeah i, mean. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know. I, just, I just think this movie fucking rules yeah it, no it's it's um, very good i i really liked it i liked it a lot more than i thought it was going to it's rare to see um a movie with this much i wouldn't call it shock factor but i'm sure to maybe people who don't watch a lot of horror movies or especially movies like this where it would be very shocking but to to be executed this well oh yeah absolutely to have actual characters that you like and are brooding for yeah um i feel like it's very rare in like a gore movie do, do mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's like no yeah because people like you're here for the you're here for this yeah, yeah you're here for the violence we're gonna give it to you exactly yeah yeah so uh, yeah I, well, I really liked it for that it was it was yeah it was well done what else can you say? Just wait till I show you martyrs. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a lot to discuss then. <laughs> okay, I'm ready we'll, for we'll, it. <laughs> we'll do it. Okay, <laughs> we'll do it. Our martyrs up. Our martyrs special. Our martyrs special. Oh god. Yeah. It's gonna be six hours long. Yeah, six hours. <laughs> My Martyrs is the best film ever made. Oh, God. It's a red circle arrow. <laughs> Did you see this in Martyrs? <laughs> no, yeah. All all these French extreme horror movies are badass, um, and they're all executed really well. And um, it's almost to the point where um, I know uh, horror movies don't feel um, that artistic at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, while the story is is very simplistic, it is is executed at such a level where it it is very like art house. Um, yeah, for sure. Level like execution mm-hmm. of it, because I feel like where most movies would uh pull punches, this one just goes for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, uh, thematically, the times it all makes sense. So, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yay!